What is even up? It's your boy Crabman here with my boy Heckenstein. Welcome uh, to the hypnotic <laughs> hoot out. I'm realizing now that I'm not wearing glasses. Weird. <laughs> anyway, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. I think you you uh, forgot our our frame as well. Oh, not oh. only your frames, but the hypnotic hoot out frame. Well, look at that. There it is. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, I'm doing okay. Kind of exhausted. Hmm. Pretty exhausted. Still, still mostly from yeah, what's going on. Hmm. Although it has um, slowed down, um, which I guess was to be expected. Kind of um, surprised that it's that. We, Still, many people are talking about it. For me, it seems like a good sign that this isn't just something that will be forgotten in another week, but might actually have some real change. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it kind of depends uh, how your timeline is. Uh... What did you say? What that's the word I'm looking for? Made off? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, because you mentioned that when we had our meeting this week, that everything seems to be going back to normal. I have not seen yeah. that as much, of course, a little bit. But yeah. I guess that's the that's the danger always with these uh, things and why I'm generally a little bit mm. concerned with and annoyed by the performative aspect of things. Because in the moment when it's trendy, everybody hops on, and then everybody goes, to, you know, back to normal who can, and then it looks like the movement is slowing down when it's really not. And I guess the media also kind of contributes to that, because yeah. you see kind of news articles saying, "Oh yeah, the protests are slowing down," when they're not really. They're just trying to dissuade protesters from going. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a thing of yeah. There's some weird manipulation going on. Yeah, well, it's not that weird. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. <laughs> to expect it. It's mm. what the system does. Mm. Trying to get back to the status quo. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, let's not let's not let it go back that easily. Oh, definitely. I mean, the thing that keeps popping up is also that Brianna's Taylor, uh, Brianna Taylor's uh, murderers still haven't been place mm. into custody or anything so it's still an ongoing thing um, yeah I mean it's... a lot of people lost their lives in the protests yeah. Yeah. I think like last week I, I I saw how it was affecting me and I took more care of myself and uh, mm. this week I thought like I could back, go back to work and still was affected more than I realized and yeah it's just yeah, today it, it feels very I think I have I don't know why but I, I've read more and watched more videos today somehow about all the protests that are going on and the backgrounds and the toxicology report and all the different takes on that and yeah lots of people explaining how um yeah 
what role the police um, is playing in, in the US, especially with this, um, that slavery is um, outlawed in the US, except for people who have a felony, and that uh, this basically they're still running on slave labor. Yeah. And more people getting hit to that, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. All these things aren't gone. They have been reformed into prisons and police, but it's still kind of the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why people are also talking about not reforming the system, but abolishing the system. Yeah. And that's what has to happen. I don't see another way. As I said last week, this uh, won't do with you <laughs> with reforms that that uh, outlaw or choking <laughs> the person you are put in custody because the the systematic problem will, would remain even even if they wouldn't uh, regularly kill people of color. Uh, <laughs> it's it's still fucked up. How how many are uh, um, yeah imprisoned and um yeah practically hold as slaves yeah i mean you have forced labor you have the artificial you know expansion of the prison pop uh, population by having bullshit charges hmm. and all that stuff so yeah it's basically legalized slavery yeah hmm. and so it's well, uh, I wanted to say it's so funny, but it's actually not funny. But but that especially the U.S. is always calling out for their cops have to be tougher on crime, and it never has worked in history, but they still do it. It just sounds so good, and yeah, I think media plays a, a big role in this, reinforcing the stereotype that being tough is really making a difference. Yeah. That whole thing is weird. And that's also something that I noted down that I wanted to talk about. Um, but maybe later. Tough is weird. It's <laughs> about being tough and all that stuff. Because, uh, all right. Okay. Um, but I guess we can get to that. Uh, in regards to this, um, what I found you know, was kind of a really nice illustration uh, was from, what's her name? Uh, Alexandra... Test something. What's OAC? What does it stand for? Uh, mm. AOC. Sounds sounds about right. Ocasio Cortez, right? Ocasio. Um, uh, she went asked, you know, what? How would that even work? Not having a police. Um, she basically said, "Oh, she was up. What would that look like?" She yeah. basically said, "A suburb." Because that's basically what it is: a white suburb. <laughs> because yeah. there's already through the through the wealth and the funding of community projects and everything, they don't need the police. That's not, they barely have anything because the people don't need to be. And it's also a thing, like, I mean, we talked about that last time, I think that uh, we're not only not doing crime because, oh my God, there's the police. <laughs> it's like, I think people generally aren't that criminal unless it's necessary. And yeah, yeah the police doesn't prevent anything anyway. And they barely catch, like, that was a ridiculously no, low number of crimes they actually solve, right? Hmm. Like something, okay, 15 seems super low, but it's, I have some... Uh, about 23 or 27%. Okay. Yeah. 
expensive. They're so. useless, expensive, and kill yeah, people. And it gets more, more expensive every year. <laughs> they have like all the all that gear. They they walk around in to uh, to escalate the protests now. Uh, that's all taxpayer money uh, that could have been put into schools, put into rehabilitation facilities, to mental health institutes. Yeah. yeah. And it's also, um, I've seen a bunch of these uh, arguments uh, this past week of, well, if we defund the police or abolish the police, then who's gonna stop? The mass murderers and stuff and I'm just like, yeah. i thought that was supposed to be the good guy with the gun or what yeah. are you sacrificing children literally every month for right if not that right, right. it's right. i mean that is that is a that is a sad 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 hilarious nothing mm. of such bullshit right now they've yeah. they've They've let all those children die for their guns so they can stand up to the tyrannical government and all they do is support the tyrannical government. It is... It would... can drive you up the wall, can't it? Yeah. <laughs> what bullshit. Such bullshit. I hate this. At least yeah. they're, they're starting to... to turn... Uh, to tear down the statues of... Yes. their weird racists. Uh, yeah, that life holding peoples of interest. I don't know. Is there a positive thing about them? No. Nope. They were they they played an important role in history, so they are not to be forget forgotten. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that also someone said that uh, that the argument of. Well, it's history. How will people learn? Doesn't really work if you consider that nobody knew that they were racist before people pointed it out. So clearly, the teaching aspect is not working. And <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I got into not really an argument, but I, I saw a, th a thread on uh, Reddit just today, uh, also about this topic that uh, it would be better if the statues would be put into museums and not defiles yes. Yes. because we need uh, we, because they if you defile a statue you are defiling history and he said germany has lots of memorials about holocaust victims and yeah so i, I wrote yeah we have lots of <laughs> holocaust victim memorials we don't have statues of nazis so though i mean <laughs> What the hell has a difference? We don't have a Hitler statue, so we don't forget. Statues are made to celebrate the people, and it's obvious if you look at them. So, if they are not to be celebrated anymore, defile them to show exactly that, or tear them down. And they don't yeah. belong to museums either. They are just a couple hundred years old. They're not artifacts of history. We have history books to learn history from. We don't need statues. If even, I mean, I think a lot of yeah. them were erected in the 50s or around that time, the Jim yeah. Crow era is kind of a yeah. fuck you. So yeah, it's not the, even history. It's just pure racism. racism. So exactly. Let's put For racism exactly in the museum. <laughs> yeah. Nah. People and their nonsense. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, um, something I wanted to kind of talk about, something that's been on my mind this week, um, was also, you know, about this whole performance thing and all that. Um, so I went to a uh, to the Black Lives Matter uh, demo here in Leipzig mm -hmm. last weekend. Um, I was not shame on me. Can I admit I let my white privilege uh, reign and stayed home. Could have gone, but I was too lazy. And uh, again, as a white person, I could be. Let's be honest about that. Yes. Um, well, there's a couple of things about that where I'm... Okay, I'm just going to try to kind of uh, talk through the thoughts that I have on that. Um, obviously kind of acknowledging that I don't really know anything about anything. And so, yeah, I hope I'm not talking too much crap. And if I am, well, tell me. <laughs> um, okay, so in general, I was already a little bit hesitant about going and I was kind of trying to figure out the week before why that is. And um, I couldn't quite place my finger on it. You know, there was just something I was like, I'm not sure why I'm doing this and who I'm doing this for. And, you know, and uh, as I mentioned before, I have a little bit of a, I mean, I'm generally concerned about this whole, um, yeah, the performance thing, the, I went to a demo, so my job is done kind of a thing. Hmm. And generally worrying about that that is how a lot of people, a lot of white people treat these things. Yes, I went to the demo, I, I said I'm against racism, so all right, done. Um, but in the end it was like, I have no, even if I have concerns about it, you know, I just went anyway, because there was no thing where I said, you know, this is enough reason not to go and, you know, hmm. make this a bigger thing and, you know, you. I mean, the concern is showing solidarity and nothing else, so I can show solidarity and do something else. Um, and it was genuinely nice to see that uh, how many people came out. I'm not even sure in the end. I haven't seen any pictures yet um, that maybe like show a bit more of the crowd because obviously you couldn't see very far at some point and um, people kept coming. It was already like opposite our main station, like that whole area where there's the small park and... Uh, was I was all full with people um, and yeah and they kept coming so it was it was packed which was also <laughs> quite a contrast going from three months of seeing zero people to seeing all the people <laughs> um, and well for the protest itself I feel like it was um, very well put together, I felt. Um, I was very kind of impressed by the inclusivity um, of it. They had uh, translated everything into several languages, including Arabic. Um, they had a sign language uh, interpreter um, with them and stuff. And so that was, that was pretty neat to see that, uh, you know, they're making an effort to include everyone. Um, there were like one or two moments that felt a little bit clumsy, but uh, from what I understand, this is not like... Uh, a big organization who put that together. It's more a coalition of a couple of uh, people. Um, and, well, I mean, I have, uh, you know, 
myself try to put events together on a much, 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 much smaller scale. And it is a lot of work, so, you know, that's uh, you know, to be expected, I guess, that there's a couple of small hiccups, but all in all, it felt like a really good thing. Um, I guess the first thing that I was concerned about uh, before going um, was that there were no clear demands Mm. Um, and even while I was there, I was kind of thinking because they said, you know, please hold press questions until after when we will announce our demands. And, you know, part of me was like, um, I guess it would, I would have liked to have those stated up front. So it's clear what we're walking for. And, yeah. and so, yeah. Um, but then, you know, obviously that's, um, well, it's basically not my place to tell because it was organized by uh, black people and people of color. And so that's mm. really not my my place to tell them how to, how they do their protests. Also because right. um, obviously being a uh, black person or person of color in a white, a majority white space um, is in itself a protest. And if it was just a, you know, we, a solidarity, uh, black visibility protest, that is obviously... Mm perfectly valid and in itself a statement the concern that i then just got and where i ended up feeling a little bit uncomfortable with the whole thing is what is the role of us as white allies at a black visibility protest because really in the end mm. it was 90 percent white people and so you barely could see any black people in the end if that was uh you know, um, and while I guess it's, I'm, I'm glad that it was successful and that it was a big mm. showing, but at the same time, I'm also wondering if that was like the best thing, like if, because mm. what I'm thinking is, uh, the role of a white ally at a black visibility protest is to just make sure that to basically be the white shield is yeah. we've seen to work in the US and stuff to make sure that uh, people can protest in peace and make their voices heard. Yeah, um, the police isn't uh, targeting them. It's not it as bad here. Yeah. yeah, it's not as bad here, so it's you know, yeah, a little bit less, but, uh, but still, because that seems to be the... That's why I was thinking. You know, I, I kind of researched before how bad are these protests because I saw my value only in being a shield, not necessarily hmm. to... Yeah, but, but it wasn't... Um... It wasn't a black visibility protest. It was a solidarity protest with what's going on in the U.S. So I don't think that being 90% white people is a bad thing. Well, here's the, th here's the thing. Um, I think in the end, it is kind of both. Um, you know, if there aren't clear demands, because just saying I'm solidary uh, for how to say this the, the, the reason why I'm thinking it's kind of a solidary visibility thing is because um, obviously if black people stand in solidarity they're also asking to be seen here kind of and I think it is less uh, visible that we have the same problems here um, that we have black people here who suffer the same things and stuff and to me that's just okay maybe the, the intent wasn't necessarily we want to yeah. be seen right now but it is something that I, I feel like happens automatically just by you know 
black people gathering together to stand in solidarity with what's happening in the mm. US and kind of also wanting to right. draw attention to Germany. Um, what I basically mean by uh, why I'm a little bit hesitant about the whole how how we as white allies contribute is um, I would like us to ask for actual change. And by that, I don't mean that uh, black people need to organize those things for us. I think we should do that too, not without or anything, but you know, to also pitch in the work. Um, and basically what m made me in the end feel a little bit uncomfortable is that it seemed that we as white allies seem to kind of take over the event and kind of center how on board we are. And there were a couple of small things that uh, kind of then was uh, for one that how hmm? uh, I get your point, but how would you prevent this in a majority white city like Leipzig? So, say white people don't come, but not then, necessarily. Then it's just black people there, and it looks weird as well. I mean, I mean, I feel like um, a majority I mean, black. I'm sorry, hmm. if it was organized by, by black people as well. Mm -hmm. And their idea was to present it this way. Um, I, I understand that um, your concerns and there would have been, I think, a better way to be clear about the demands for sure. But I don't know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't um, put it down that much to you know? I'm, I'm not trying to say, like, don't come and don't support this. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I feel like if uh, it was a majority black people of color protest, that would be also an impactful statement. And because uh, I do think that visibility is very, very limited, um, at least here in East Germany. We it kind of sometimes feel like we don't really have any people of color, which is obviously not true. Well, we don't have that many. Well, maybe and we that's do not have more than a bad thing, right? Um, but wait, what I'm trying to get at is um, the way the way we join these protests, basically. Because um, so being there, there were I saw like maybe three, four different signs repeated over and over. And they were all something like, we all bleed the same color. Um, black Lives Matter, obviously. Uh, hmm. I'm not black, but I see you, I hear you, I respect you, I love you. Um, no justice, no peace. I understand that I will never understand, but I stand with you. Things like this, right? Hmm. And they were copied over and over. The first time I saw one of those, I, I understand, I will never understand, you know, there was like, oh, okay, that's actually, that's, you know, nice and you know, self-reflective and stuff. And then I saw it again and again and again, and it became clear that these are slogans that people got from somewhere because they mm. all showed up with the same signs. And in the end, asking myself... But, uh, sorry, was mm -hmm. it the same signs or were they just the same slogan? The same slogan. They were handwritten. I just mean okay. they had all the... Basically, there were no really individual slogans. Um, hmm. They were all basically, it felt like copy-paste a bit. And I'll get to why that bugs me in a minute. But um, what I noticed is basically that 
or the question occurred to me like who is this aimed at who are these protesters who showed up in support mm. protesting for and it seemed to be mostly i mean it was aimed at black people to say mm. oh i don't understand it but i stand with you um i am you know i'm not black More but i'm with virtual you. signaling kind of and that's that's kind of what it ended up uh, feeling like a little bit because it was not to demand a better system to say mm. you know we have to destroy white supremacy it was to say black people actually we 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 understand we're with you and mm. in a way it kind of in that moment feels then a little bit like hashtag not all white people or i'm one of the good ones more mm. than trying to fight the thing that is creating the problem you know what i mean yeah you're right you're right it, it certainly does and i think it still has some value because i think for people of color it's often the status quo is that they are not wanted and that they are not supported so even though this is really more of a look i'm not one of the bad guys it makes people of color more welcome i think so it, it still serves a purpose even though obviously it's not even half the way it probably should have gone absolutely i mean i'm not saying that solidarity is bad or anything i'm just um i'm just questioning it, 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 <laughs> i'm questioning the usefulness because i feel like that that feeds kind of into the thing that i'm concerned about with uh oh. with these demonstrations because because right now the whole world everybody and their grandmother is against racism and the thing is if everybody is so much against racism then why is it still a problem yeah um and i would rather than talk about how much i'm not a racist focus on how actually am i contributing to this and what are we actually doing to change it because we've also been totally not racist for the last you know 50 years or something and it's still a problem so clearly yeah. just not being racist is not good enough anymore and so and so yeah i would because the other concern is also this um i think the solidarity is great but through this uh this show of how how woke we are and everything how we stand with them I wonder if that doesn't breed complacency with the people who the demonstration is for. Because really that is to whip up people into action, to apply pressure to the government or whatever for mm. actual change. But as a white person who is not involved in this right now and they're just seeing, oh, okay, this is a big issue. But then they're also seeing, ah, we're ta already taking care of it because look at all those white people already. And I am with those white people. I'm also not racist. So we're clearly on the right track. It's a little bit like the white savior trope in movies, yeah. I feel. So that yeah. uh, we watch this movie, but we can feel comfortable because we are like that character that was invented for that story. So we are already on the right side of history. So we already don't need to question ourselves or do anything. And in that moment, I wonder yeah. if it doesn't more do more damage than good to proclaim how sol solidary we all are. I don't think so. I think we are not that far far as you you hope we are here in germany mm -hmm. um meaning i i just wanted to find out if uh how many people came to the protests mm -hmm. i only saw like thousands i didn't really well i, I could have done better job googling it but anyway <laughs> i immediately came, came up 
on a couple of people um, discussing the value to do it in Germany because Germany is very different to the US and why aren't we doing a protest about Hong Kong and um, we are pretty progressive here and there's no need to go on the street so even if the people are just going on the street because they feel obliged mm -hmm. to show that they are not racist I think it's a tiny step but it's a tiny step in the right direction but you're right to be um, to want to see more I definitely get that yeah but basically the thing that I would ask for is not for people not to show but to like change the focus of it away from mm -hmm. reassuring black people how totally not racist we are to pointing out how we are part of the problem like um, it only occurred to me after like I didn't go with a sign or anything because I couldn't for that reason because I couldn't think of anything that I needed you know that would have mm. contributed something but I'm thinking I'd much rather than I stand with you I would like to see I am the problem you know mm. to just have a lot of signs saying I am the problem to yeah. not just tell the rest of the um, white population that we want to wake up to this issue that we're already taking care of it but that we ourselves mm. even us who are standing here or marching with them are part of this problem uh, yeah. because that's I think the focus we need to uh, you know, to need to get uh, not that we are done by just not believing in hate or not seeing color or whatever, but by yeah, actually examining these things. It's proclaiming uh, uh, we we are all right. The other people are the problem, and then going home and doing nothing about it. But the the thing you can change is yourself, and the first step to change is admitting that there there's something wrong, right? And yeah, obviously this is a step they uh, <laughs> they missed or they, they didn't get to at that point. Yeah, it's about it's just well-meaning German people. Yeah, yeah, not definitely. I mean, it's... not thinking, just and doing I'm sure, what they think they're supposed to do. I guess I'm, sh I'm sure the organizers and uh, people around the world are happy about this solidarity. They see they're not alone. But um, just in terms of yeah, it's just a weird thing that in the end feels like we are centering how good we are more than we think about how what the problems actually are and how we solving mm -hmm. them and that then in the end this sort of made me uncomfortable at the protest a little bit that it became so it just felt really performative in places uh, there were some some very uh, unfortunate let's call it that uh, moments where you know in the back rows people started chanting Antifa which is in itself yeah that's good um, wasn't really what the protest was about and happened during the Arabic translation of the of their mission statement so that's yeah. like a great great moment to silence that and center yourself and um and then i don't know there was i was basically <laughs> done at the point where a white woman with a megaphone started singing john lennon songs and, and yeah like, <laughs> i saw that a lot uh, online as well like very I, even once I had like the inclination to share a song and then I realized that it's by a white person I thought like nah it's not the right time it's not the right time I, I'm sure he he's well-meaning and the the text fits the context but let's try um, and focus on black artists just yeah. just one more week come on <laughs> yeah um... yeah I don't know that's yeah 
you're unhappy with how things are <laughs> and how woke <laughs> Germany is, and that's uh, yeah, that's <laughs> exactly what you should be <laughs> considering. I just want the focus to be on on what we need to change, not not how good we are already, because clearly that didn't help anyone. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and yeah, as I said, I don't think that's the job of. Because that's also like a little bit. Yeah, it's our job. Yeah, because that's also yes, it's nice that so many people turned out. But where have we been all the time? I include myself in this. Um, like we only. And that's also what bothers me about the copied signs, right? Because for us, it is not. It's not difficult to protest. It is not hard for us to go into the city. We do it all the time. We don't have to be worried about anything. But you don't. So good on you <laughs> for going this time. Um, basically, there's not. It's not uncomfortable to protest. Uh, we're not putting our lives in danger. We're not. You know, there's nothing really. We. It doesn't cost us anything. And then we wait until black people organize it. And then we copy all the slogans, probably from also black protesters, I would guess. Um, or definitely, you know, there's no work put into it. Mm. But we come out in droves to say, you know, how how we're totally on that side. And that, that just, that's exactly that kind of performance aspect of it that bothers me. And obviously yeah. it bothers me so much because I'm worried that I'm doing it too, and I probably am. Um, you know, you always uh, annoyed the most by things that you know you don't like about yourself. But um, yeah. yeah, it's that's just something. Ugh. But at least you get annoyed, right? You're you're one step ahead. <laughs> I just gotta figure out what I'm doing about it. Um, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yes, that's the thing. Yeah, showing solidarity is nice. Being solidarity—that's what I want. Yeah. Show don't tell, basically. Which doesn't quite work when you talk about showing solidarity. Yeah, but you know we, what I mean. <laughs> also, we I think we should talk about it as well in that case. Um, yeah, definitely. It's, just... it's weird, I agree, but uh, the specifics, I guess, we have to <laughs> update the current situation. And by the way, while I'm complaining about things, um, so this is something that I'm not sure if I'm, you know veering too far outside things that I should talk about, but I haven't really found much on it yet. But is there something gross about white people wearing I can't breathe on their mask and stuff like that? Because we can breathe. We could always breathe. That's exactly the problem. We're not the ones who are being suffocated. And then putting it on the mask and like wearing it and then taking, you know, putting on that pain basically. I just, mm. I'm not sure if I'm like overthinking this or something, but it feels no. a little bit blackfacey to me. No, I think you're you know right. What I mean, that's gross. That's actually, yeah. But that's the, that's this, this well-meaning, what, what's it called? Like the, the road to hell. Yeah. It's paved by good intentions. Mm. And that's good intentions. You, you want to do something, but either you're not ready, you're not educated enough to, to really think things through or you're too lazy or you're i don't know unwilling to do it because yeah. your focus is somewhere else right about showing that you're a good person and the first thing that comes to mind is the platitude that everyone else is writing on their sign and <laughs> exactly because your, that's... your 
Yeah. It's also exactly what I'm asking myself. If we chant, no justice, no peace, what actually does that mean? What exactly are we here in Germany asking for when we call these things? Are we calling, talking? Because that's, um, okay, that's the final thing I'm going to complain about. Uh, basically the same concern you have with this US-centric focus. Um, because that also obviously creates a thing of this is happening somewhere else. And there were some really embarrassing moments um, where, so they were chanting, um, you know, a name um, like George Floyd, that was murder, you know, things like that. And people would, you know, repeat it then. And there were only one or two names uh, of people that happened in Germany. Again, also names that I didn't recognize, which is absolutely part of the problem. But you could really tell how people suddenly couldn't chant along anymore. Right? They could chant along for George Floyd. They could for Breonna Taylor. They could not for the German names. And I said, I am one of these people. Hmm. But I think that's also exactly this problem of this is a US thing that happens over there. And we don't even know what's going on here. I mean, I know vaguely that, there are, that uh, Nazis are killing people like crazy. The Nazi crime rate is extremely high. Um, but I don't actually know what's happening. And yeah, it's mm. definitely part of the problem and especially kind of awkward at a protest when suddenly everybody goes quiet. Oh, that was murder. Um, it's a mm. little bit, little bit awkward. No. So yes, yeah, to me, the protest, like as I said, I'm, I'm happy that it was successful because uh, I don't think that's a black person's job to take care of all of these issues. Uh, so I'm glad it was successful what they did. Um, but, but for that's me, it's like conundrum, right? Because obviously it's our job, mm. but then again, we might not be educated enough to do it yet. So, but educating is also our job. So, I mean, I guess the, the information is out there. You just have to look for it. I mean, the internet oh. is pretty big and there's so much good content. I mean, we, we both shared a lot of stuff on Twitter mm -hmm. and that's just like 1% of what I saw. Yeah. It's just like the, the, the best of the best. Yeah. Um, well, the thing is that we can also like, you know, work with people of color, pay them to consult, uh, mm. all kinds of things. It's, it doesn't have to be either we do it all by ourselves or we, you know, wait until they do it for us. Um, there are ways in between, and I think that's also that's also it's important, obviously, and it would also be a, a way to like actually do something valuable and do something different, because obviously there's a lot of uh, work stolen from black people and people of color, uh, where the assumption is, oh, do this work for free. You know, I also see that a lot of my time right now, while people are being approached to, you know, have their brains picked or come talk mm. somewhere and not for pay like actual people who do this like for a living okay, uh, can you give me advice on what i should read to educate myself i'm really yes. trying but i'm not trying hard enough to google myself exactly that yeah. and yeah our company Aesthetic. wants to jump on the current trend can you please for free do the work for us so we can go back to business as usual so, yeah, so that basically helping yourself <laughs> And we give you some exposure. <laughs> uh, I hate it all so much. Yeah. There was also um, an interesting thing where I again had one of those just step and think moments this week of um, well, Fallout Boy. I don't really know the band. Uh, yeah. I know of them. 
But in New York. Yeah. And uh, what I saw was that they put out their statement like two or three days ago. Um, and, and I saw that a black woman uh, said you know, she had basically been talking the guy, uh, one of the, I think the guitarist, had talked him through this stuff where he was like kind of dismissive of this and that. And then they neither paid nor credited her. And that became an interesting, well, I say interesting discussion um, because in the first moment you're of course thinking, well, it's Twitter. If you choose to respond, can you really demand to be paid? And there's a lot of people who like piled on her obviously against the all the Fallout, Fallboy, Fallout Boy fans, uh, piling on and being like, oh, what a Boy scammer. scammer. <laughs> um, because I mean, she had said in the conversation. Um, you know, that, uh, that this is exhausting work and that um, if he wants to Venmo or something, um, then he can. He said, ah, no, he's not, he's not going to Venmo. This was, a, this was a nice freebie, an unexpected freebie or something he called it, and, but he's going to donate right. to, a, to a thing of her choosing, a, don a charity of her choosing. Uh, and she said, you know, at some point... Um, there has to be, uh, I forget what the exact wording was, um, but it was something like, we can't wait to be incarcerated or something for you to spend money, give money when you know, you know, to mm. people. And he was like, nah, and she was like, well, all right. And then when two days later, the statement appeared, you know, how woke they are and everything. She was like, okay, first he's doing this and then he's not even crediting. And that's when she was like, yeah. Uh, I'm not taking this, um, but still, it made for in in the first moment. I was also now. Can you really expect payment when you talk to someone on Twitter? But on, but then. But that's not what it's about, right? It's not about payment. It's about respecting the person, and yeah, I mean, at least paying the exposition. At least like saying there was someone who helped me. I didn't come up. I'm not just I'm just perfect. I, I came up with everything myself. That's a weird way to go about it. I mean, well, as I was sitting with this, uh, thinking about how I how I feel about that, um, mm -hmm. I did eventually arrive at the conclusion that actually she did work, which she shouldn't have to be doing because he has money and could have hired a consultant or a PR person or literally paid, some, paid someone to teach him. And he acknowledged that he was taught something. We pay, we pay teachers everywhere. And, you know, people are like, well, this is freely available information. But, well, he didn't make the effort of, like, looking at those free uh, available information. And someone was actually affected by this and a fan, of course, you know, having their humanity kind of, you know, having to defend their humanity. Um, mm. And especially with this context, how eagerly, how easily we're taking, you know, this emotional labor from people, I feel like there is actually an argument to be made that that deserves compensation. I mean, at least as sort of a, as a token of appreciation. I mean, it's not like you would have had to pay her 2000 or whatever for that half of our conversation or anything, but just a show of appreciation for the actual work that was done, because obviously they are profiting off this thing now because good PR obviously means more money for them. Yeah. And meanwhile, this person had to do emotional labor. It's not credited, it's not paid in any way, but just had to defend basically that humanity to someone who has the privilege of not educating themselves and mm. getting away with it. 
And so there's, it's an it's an interesting thing. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, as you said, this is something people getting are getting paid for to do, and she's done it for free. And I assume she did it for free. And then after the fact, after she did all the work, she asked for money and said it would be great if. And then, well, in my mind, it it. it plays out like he's looking at that and then he, he he's getting doubts like is this should i really pay her money i mean who is she uh, would she just use it for drugs i don't know it's it's is this this kind of um bias you don't realize where you your skeptic mind your doubt goes to places and it doesn't go to other places in in one in one scenario, your reasoning is going like, ah, is this really the right thing to do? And in the other, it's just not there, right? And that that's that's the the um, racial bias we we have. I mean, in this case, it doesn't have to be racial. It's just yeah, there's also a whole capitalist thing and everything in there um, of is talking really labor and all these things, right? Uh, yeah. But obviously, it is, and I guess kind of revisiting. And but yeah, I mean, just throwing a couple of bucks at it doesn't doesn't hurt a millionaire, does it? Um, no. No, and, we don't know if he's a millionaire, but I have no I, idea what for. He, he can probably to afford to. <laughs> Mm. Um, but yes, uh, so yeah, I'm yeah arguing with people again. Yeah. Um, you wanna? I, I got something. Okay. Can I s send you the link? Again, it's a surprise. Ooh. Uh, surprise. Staying with the topic, um, and getting to. Making it a bit more fun, I guess. <laughs> so, here's the thing: Magic the Gathering, um, or rather, Wizard the Wizards of the Coast, decided that whoops, there are a couple of cards in <laughs> in our collection that are racist, and we don't want them anymore. Mm -hmm. So they just removed the pictures and the text, I think, completely from their. Uh, online tools and ban the cards and play which is it sounds like a great deal but only one card was uh, played in some formats and so most cards aren't really relevant but there, there came up a discussion about what, what's so racist about these cards mm. and is this enough for wizards of the coast yeah <laughs> Okay, uh, and actually, I have a couple of cards. So, so the first one, Invoke Prejudice, yeah. I think is the most interesting thing because the illustrator is actually a known uh, racist. Oh, really? Uh, it invokes the Ku Klux Klan. Oh, and wow. its card number is 1488. Wow. So, yeah. This is a, wow. co uh, a Nazi <laughs> code, and I don't know how, how they got it in without. I mean, really, it's just wow. This is so bad. I am. Uh, I don't know. I, I might even have this card. <laughs> it's not even a good card, but 
I don't know. It's... Wow. It's wow. It's... What else can you say to that? Wow. <laughs> Jesus so Christ. So the, the six other cards. Cleanse, uh, first one. All black creatures in play are destroyed. I guess you could make... Um, make the argument um, that this isn't that bad. It destroys all black, black creatures, but black doesn't mean uh, black skin color. It's just a black of the card, mm -hmm. uh, but it's called cleanse. <laughs> so it's at least problematic. And uh, I think it's a good idea to to make the step and remove it. Uh, yeah, imprison was removed because it's obviously a slave. Um, so these, the mask uh, this person has on is um, modeled after slave masks they had back in the day. Uh, the Pradesh gypsies are removed because of the name gypsy hmm. that's the only thing um have that card as well i think i have most of those cards actually um it's not a good card either so no no harm done to the game i guess which i'm not so sure about but can talk about that later hmm. then we have jihad uh, so you choose a color and as long as the opponent has cards of this color all your white creatures gain plus two plus one. <laughs> I can see how that could be problematic. Interestingly, that jihad is like a um, is a is a white card, right? <laughs> because nowadays uh, jihad isn't really um, isn't really something that white people do. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's it's. So I guess we, we have to also say, like back in the day, white was was the positive color and black was the negative color in in magic. Hmm. So white cards usually were very very heroic, and um, the creatures there were um, heroes, and the black ones were evil, were devils, ghosts, vampires, all that stuff. So. Hmm. Uh, not really going from from skin color, obviously, but you can see it's a little bit problematic when you have a, a white card called Crusade <laughs> that gives all white creatures plus one plus one. Uh, because yeah, you have to face the 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 real world crusades that were waged by white people <laughs> against just everyone else, I guess, against. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, stone throwing devils—that's something a little bit more complicated. But, you know, it's, there's like a um, Wikipedia page that was uh, um, something they did in I don't know, Arab nations or something. Yeah, so, yeah, a lot of a lot of people are obviously outraged. How <laughs> or not outraged? And I, I think that that's the thing that, that was the most exhausting for me uh, this week is mm -hmm. because we have already started going into the backlash. Into, oh no, we're going too far. Look at what they're removing. These cards aren't that problematic. Sure. I mean, nobody plays these cards. I mean, except Crusade. Some, some people still play that in certain formats. Um, but there are much better cards there. 
and they don't see any play. And considering they have like so many cards, it's kind of weird that they only found seven problematic cards. Um, I haven't looked really d deeper into it if there are more cards. Uh, most of the discussions I saw were people just complaining that this isn't um, that this is going too far. So I don't know. What's your what's too your much opinion justice. on that? <laughs> yeah. Have we gone too far? <laughs> no, burn it all down. Yeah. It's it's interesting, right? I mean I, I I'd go with um Wizard of the Coast didn't have to do this. I mean um because it's it's more or less just um virtual signaling, right? Except the one card referencing the KKK in such an obvious fashion. I mean they have to 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 admit that this is bullshit and remove it and they should have done this so much sooner so i guess it it makes sense to go with the other cards as well so they can't be called out but yeah it, it feels performative on the one side but on the other side i think there's nothing wrong with this it, it's a good thing they are showing something they are doing something i i don't know they they could have put money into a cause maybe they they did i don't know but just that the people are complaining about it makes me happy like <laughs> just that people are going ah oh, i don't know <laughs> if this isn't going too far this is this is the reaction i i want to see but i'm not sure if this isn't doing more damage as you said before with the protest well in this case i think it's a good idea to like reevaluate all the things we have in pop culture and everywhere to just kind of stop spreading the because I mean there is some implicit uh harmful messaging in there, at least. Sure there's the outright racist card, but you know, the other yeah. ones they kind of still perpetuate it, even if not like too directly or I mean it's even you know, the a similar argument where I see a lot of outrage is renaming um in in you know uh, github or like source control branches or for uh, computer um components the master slave um right, designation yeah. renaming that to like primary secondary or something is obviously mm. you know there's a certain yeah there's there's just the language is just rooted in something uh, problematic and I think it's a good idea to revisit that and I think about why do we need to name it this we can name it something that doesn't perpetuate these ideas further right I mean that doesn't hurt anyone um, so yeah I mean obviously these, these systems they are you know, in everything so if we want to like really break things up we also need to care about the, the nuances and the details and hmm. and really I don't think it's like there's any damage to it. I mean, if these cards are important, I sure, I'm sure they can like redesign them and put them back in, right? It's not like yeah, it so needs old. to be a slave yeah. on the card or something. Or an enslaved person. That's something I've also heard we should be more mindful yeah. to not refer to them as slaves, but enslaved peoples, because obviously, yeah. Hmm. That, yes. Yeah, it, it's, it's weird, this knee-jerk knee reaction to anything that, that's 
something like progress, it's always like, ah, they're just doing it to pedal to the progressives. Yeah, and the other thing that I have not looked that much into, so I can't say much about it, so I'm just going to mention it, but apparently uh, Cards Against Humanity um, is a terrible, terrible company with terribly oppressive structures, and one of the founders, uh, yeah. what's his name, Max Tempkin, also has uh, sexual assault allegations against him. And yeah, so yeah. there's a hashtag, CAH is over, um, where you can like look up accounts from people of color who have worked there, who have been... I mean, their game is horribly overpriced. <laughs> that much I can say. So, yeah, so It's a cool game, it's fun to do, but print it yourself. So sure. Another reason, a better reason, not to give them any money. But yeah, I can see that. I mean, so if someone's interested, just look into hashtag CAH is over. Cards against humanity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've only read like a couple of things, so I'm not going to try to no. say too much on it. Just while we're talking card games, that's something new I read today. Yeah, it's interesting uh, right? how, how butthurt people get if they just have to change the slightest little bit of. <laughs> Just like, okay, these cards aren't playable anymore. Just I wonder like, how many said, of like, people, people don't play it anyway. It's just you just have to. There's just a change. They're just resistant to the change, and then they wonder why why the people say there's still racism when they can't even do something so little as to accept that these cards aren't in there anymore because they could be viewed as racist. I mean. There are obviously racist cards in there, but if we if, if it was just that they could be racist, uh, there's still the argument to be made to remove them. And there's still no harm in like making them less. <laughs> so yeah. making sure they're not basically. Why not? What's the problem? I don't know. Nope. Me neither. Ah <sighs> well. But yeah. The HIO bundle has uh, blown I was up. Just about to ask if we want to talk about that. <laughs> so let me <laughs> throw that up. Well, actually, let me reload because this keeps. Yeah, there's already like 30,000 more since we started talking. Um, this is. Yeah. This has gotten huge. <laughs> 5 million, 1,600 games. Crazy. It uh, is insane. And I got a couple links for you too, mm-hmm. uh, for this one. So there is a subreddit, Itch.io Justice Bundle, mm-hmm. um, that focuses on um, recommending games, um, playing games from them. They have a, a Google Sheet with all games that are in there, and you can sort it. But if you bought the bundle, they now have a search function there as well. Mm. So it's much easier to find the good stuff. Um, still, I think that that's a cool, cool thing. Um, and here's a thread from the subreddit about cool trivia of the contents, which I think is interesting to look at. So, I mean, longest title, maybe that's not that fun. Shortest title, okay. Um, so most expensive game, no wheels racing. Uh, Yeah, you can get it for free now if you buy the bundle. 
uh, No Wheels Racing. It's it's a racing game uh, with cool cars without uh, wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that so yeah. expensive? Uh, I think he doesn't want people to buy it because it's not a good game. <laughs> he said he didn't want to release it because it's just, you sit there in the car. And, uh, I think you, you can play multiplayer and the first people that get out of the car, they lose. And they can just wait. <laughs> yeah, never meant to release because he thought the game was too awful. <laughs> That's great. And, and you gotta read the reviews. <laughs> reviews are great too that is that sounds <laughs> fun yeah you literally cannot do anything <laughs> <laughs> ten ten <laughs> exactly what I expected <laughs> I, I gotta admit I'm kind of jealous of this idea <laughs> <laughs> yeah I immediately thought of you <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Oh, wait. Did I just... What? Highest rating, a short hike. Ah, there we are. Uh, a couple of soundtracks as well. You, you can find them in the um, in the Google Doc. Yeah. It's somewhere in the... Yeah, separate. You don't have to look at that, but... Yeah. I also saw that they're working on better uh, sorting functions and everything. Mm, yeah, I guess it's just. I mean, tall it's crazy what each does for for this. I mean, yeah, they could never have imagined that they had a bundle that's so big they need a, a search function and they need ways to sort it by just what kind of thing it is. It's crazy. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and their servers, their servers must be burning. I, I think about that often because I download a, couple, a lot of games and I always feel bad. <laughs> I'm afraid that if I want to play them, <laughs> the servers might be down. I don't know, they, they must pay ungodly amount of for the servers right now. Yeah. But they yeah, get they a lot of eyeballs. They had a brief downtime uh, right in the beginning mm. uh, where they upgraded yeah. their servers, they said. So I guess they needed that to handle all this. Yeah. Half a million and contributors. You know what? <laughs> what I thought of as well. Man, Epic must be crying right now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I have more games on each now than on Epic and Steam together. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. The first, um, when it was just 750 games, I know it was still. One one hundred short of my Steam library, but now it has have. Uh, I think they even updated it once again, so now I think I have four hundred more on the H one than everything combined. Yeah. Will I ever <laughs> play all of these? I don't know. I also wonder how many games I now own on every platform. Hmm. Because I think like minute I have on several, um, oxen free. Hmm. I believe I have on almost every one. It's a great game. Uh, Hidden Hidden Folks is there as well. Wasn't that another game? I mean, I saw. Okay, let's acknowledge it real quick. You streamed yesterday. Okay. (laughs) Hey man, I really my 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 throat is still hurting a little bit. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I I I got uh, yeah. 
Good. I lost track of time. That that's what they say. I lost track of time. Streamed for five hours straight, hmm. talking to myself. And yeah, it was fun. Streaming is surprisingly fun. I didn't think uh, I'd like it that much. But then I thought about it and then I was like, of course I like it. First, you you don't feel alone anymore. You feel like you have friends with you who are watching. Right. And <laughs> they don't want to play, take turns. You can just play and they, they watch you play. <laughs> Sometimes they say something, but you can totally ignore them. <laughs> and you feel so important because everyone is listening to you. <laughs> so yeah, may, I, I can see myself doing this more often. Uh, it was fun and there are still a lot of games i want to check out and why not stream it exactly i mean i have to to set a timer or something that this happen doesn't happen again because <laughs> uh, it was a bit, little bit wasted after then uh, oh nice that's a friend slash acquaintance she does oh, very no, gorgeous artworks uh, they have a lot of lot of cool games there. I mean, I played a Mortician's Tale that was quite nice. Um, I played Signs of Sojourner, which was amazing. I, I actually thought about this game a lot afterwards and want to play more of it. Pretty neat. Night in the Woods, obviously. Nuclear Throne, Octodad. One, I'm just reading off like a list of the most famous games that are now in this. Yeah, Hidden Folks, Heavy Bullets, Gnock. Um... Ooh, another lost phone. A Short Hike. Um... King's Bird, Super Hexagon, They Bleed Pixels, Windowsill, Pico 8, um, Paranautical Activity, Never Song. Milkmaid of the Milky Way, which looks amazing. <laughs> um, Nightmare Tower, I haven't heard of, but yeah. Oh. Many, 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 many games. Too many games. There's one this Mobius one that you looked at yesterday, briefly. That looks interesting. Yeah, it has so many cool-looking games. Definitely. I actually went through all of them to just look what is there, the first round. Now I have like a thousand more to look at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. You know what I what I'm wondering? Mm-hmm. What if you are racist and you like indie games? <laughs> what are you doing? Are you buying it? Are you just buying it for five dollars? <laughs> what what what's going through your mind <laughs> right now? I mean you, you you can certainly not miss this opportunity to get all the games, but you have to donate to causes that you probably don't like. Mm. I'm betting in the end their moral conviction is not as high so that they can buy $10,000 worth of games for five bucks. Yeah. Cripes, that's a lot. Hmm. So yeah, cool stuff. And actually, actually speaking of, um, what was it called? Tale of Sojourner? Mm-hmm. Signs of Sojourner. Oh, signs. Um, not, not a very good name, honestly. 
Well, I guess it's it has good SEO because. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, because when you played that yesterday, um, there was there was a line in there, um, something like I didn't keep this caravan going by so long by being soft or something mm. like that, and. Yeah. That was the thing I mentioned earlier with the whole we need to be tough thing, where I was wondering for a second, actually, is this propaganda for a certain type of, I mean, I don't know if that would fall under toxic masculinity or just violence as the solution or something, but the idea that mm. you have to be tough to get somewhere in life, and that if you yeah. would be soft on people, that you would inevitably die. <laughs> mm. Wondering about that. I just had a brief moment of, wait a minute. Is that actually true? <laughs> I think it's not, but it, it's told by the, this tough girl who runs the caravan. And I think we, we are supposed to doubt it. So I wouldn't say the game is trying to to um, indoctrinate us here, but that's... Not necessarily the, the game, but uh, I feel like that's a thing in a lot of games and yeah. in public discourse and movies. Obviously. I think it's capitalism. I think it's it's you have to fight against everyone else you've got to be tough to get ahead in life right and i think mm. it, that's very wrong i think it's pretty easy to be tough i think it's much harder to be soft to open yourself up to experiences and to people and it's much it will hurt much more as well so that's why it's tougher to be soft because that just made me think if yeah, no, I just want to maybe make something that is focused on how we actually need the softness. Because I think that's also, like, bullshit. Of course, you can focus on one thing and say, oh, there was a tough decision made. But I think the survival of humanity <laughs> is very much built on how we are kind to each other and take care of each other. So. Yeah. That's what's, yeah. That was just a thought that popped into my head there. <laughs> that's true. It's something that made us... Um special because we did cooperate i think there there are some people arguing that this is the human trait to cooperate but i'm not so sure there are lots of animals too that cooperate <laughs> but yeah. it's definitely a, a, a trait of organisms that proliferate in this world it's a very um, effective thing we know that working together is much more effective than working separately except in some um, cases. I mean, even now you kind of see that with the whole pandemic, um, the countries who take more care of their citizens mm. and stuff have it like under control. Like I think in Germany, it's kind of going towards uh, being almost eradicated, I think. Mm. Um, yep. But, you know, the oh. US where it's kind of, fuck you, I want my haircut, you know, it's people are yeah. dying left and right, so. Clearly, just being tough is not not really saving anyone. Being tough is going to the supermarket and beating everyone to get your toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we we saw that this that's not the it's not really going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's just ego being tough. Yeah, it's also ignorant of all the soft work basically this and it's like i feel like it's sort of similar to the whole 
emotional labor conversation, how mm. I go to my job nine to five, that's why I do the work. And my wife at home, she just, she doesn't do anything really when this is really like seven, eight jobs rolled into one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think being tough is just being lazy. It's just, I don't want to react to it emotionally. I just block it off yeah. and then let's make it a virtue. <laughs> literally the easiest thing of the world in the world not dealing with something it doesn't take anything it's literally just closing your eyes and looking the other way what's hard yeah. about that ah well yeah but anyway I did enjoy your stream <laughs> thanks unfortunately it was not captured it wasn't saved I mean Yes. Didn't know I had to check this box that they are not deleted right away. Oh. I guess I accidentally made a 30 second clip. I have no yeah. idea how. how. <laughs> yeah, you can click on this. I can, uh, if you have the, the stream open, there's like a little, uh, what's that thing from the from cameras, this clipboard thingy. Or Alt X, and then you can can make clips while it's live. But yes, I'm guessing you're gonna you're gonna do some of this. Yeah. I was just about to open your page, and it's us. Yeah, yeah I'm there. streaming also. <laughs> yes. So, Twitch TV slash Hackenstein. And there's like a very short clip of you playing the. Science? Science of the Journal. Yeah, okay. If you can't remember it, it's not a good name. <laughs> Even if the C uh, SEO is good. <laughs> you need to remember to uh, tell it to your friends. Yes, yes. Well, I guess now that you actually started and made good on those week-longs of plans to do it, I'll yeah. have to follow suit at some yes. point. Hopefully. And Maybe I'll start next week or this weekend. Mm. I don't know. I guess streaming is a lot of fun somehow. Um, also started to finally you know, watch other people's streams. You know, joined the Red King's Lair uh, streaming. Um, what's the game called? The Nintendo one that everyone's playing right now? Animal Crossing. Oh. And, and also Vendasil's, um, who's again, hi, in the chat. <laughs> Uh, Ori and the something with wisps, not the blind forest. It's the second one, right? Is it? Oh. I think so. Maybe not. Ori and the will of the wisps. Will of the wisps, but one of my favorite magic cards. Luckily, it's not racist. <laughs> nice. Um, Still, nobody plays it. <laughs> Yeah, I've never played the Ori games before. Uh, it looks no. really nice. And the soundtrack really reminds me of Prince of Persia 2008. Ooh. So maybe I'll have to look into it. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah, I won't play these games, but I, I would love watching you. Yes, if I saw that. Wait, let's check. Real quick. Why not? Why not? Schedule. Oh, and it's us again. <laughs> All over these. Let's 
so Tuesdays and Thursdays, I think it's 7, yeah, 7 p.m. And then Sunday is the indie games and game dev discussions. It's in German though, I think. I mean, I don't know if we actually have any non-Germans watching, but just in case. I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's mostly German developers, right? We're basically talking English for ourselves. Um, so yeah, that was fun. Maybe later talking to uh, a couple of people who I assume because they were in the Discord and they had Akagamics in their name. That they are from Magdeburg, from the also from Gurke Universität, where we studied computer visualistic as well. And they are about to start their own little studio. Oh, right now, when I start talking about it, we should probably show that game. Uh, so, let me just find it. Yes, quick link. Uh, it was looking pretty good. If you guys are, if you guys know what I'm talking about, please just post the link. I will find it eventually, but um, I'm already seeing a lot of things to scroll through. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm also not finding anything recent. The last I'm finding by them is 2019. Um, but yeah, I was actually part of that and even taught a seminar. Uh, right, you were even part. I yes. always wanted to, but I never <laughs> went. <laughs> Just stayed at home. Um, yeah, I was only for one. I mean, I did the rapid prototyping course myself. I guess that's where kind of my love for jamming got uh, ignited. Because part of that was always, you know, to get a topic or a theme and then make a game on that uh, for two weeks. And obviously, the way I work is do nothing for. 13 days and then do everything overnight <laughs> um, and, yeah, and then I eventually ended up teaching that uh, seminar for a semester before I went to Hamburg to work with the delegate attainment ah. link uh, send it to you okay taken kin ooh Sounds cool, right? Sure, anything forsaken is always cool. Okay. It's also something weird we maybe should think about. Why being forsaken is such a cool thing. <laughs> <laughs> maybe because our society is so fucked up. <laughs> Who knows? To the RPG uh, action RPG. Oh, shit. Uh, looks pretty neat. Uh, I played the demo as well, or the prototype, and I liked it quite well. I mean, there's still 
lot of work to do, obviously, but you can see this succeeding. And yeah, they're they're looking for. Um, yeah, they're now asking themselves, I guess, how to proceed. Mm -hmm. Creating a company, finding a publisher, maybe or funding, and all that, all that stuff that we went through. So, why not help them a little bit? Share my wisdom, although <laughs> it's not seven years old. <laughs> but this looks really, really good somehow. Yeah, somehow yeah. This, this feels like exactly my type of thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm gonna that, try it out later. That's the same same feeling I had too. The, it's. Sometimes you can tell with the game. You look at it, and and it just looks like high quality, like something you want to play. Yeah, I guess it's vibe. something different. Yeah, something different for everyone. But mm -hmm. maybe it's even something objective. I don't know. Very cool. Very very cool. All right, I'll check that out. Grover. Mm -hmm. We need an artist again. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, we need an artist? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always so jealous. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just not having to worry about it. I'm eh? just making a game and the graphics just show up magically. Yeah. It's someone else doing the marketing. <laughs> yes. That is always the best. Yeah. Not that we know. <laughs> it's just the dream we have. Indeed. Well, well I guess the... working... Hmm? working for um, the Dalek. Mm -hmm. And Civil State Studios, I guess, was like this, right? only had to do our job, marketing with someone else, cool artists, doing great work. Yeah, I guess that's that surrounding stuff that's kind of... And obviously the job that I did was, you know, fine. I liked doing it, I just didn't like doing it the way I was made to do it. With like mm. crunching every single week because they kept telling us it was super important that it's done next week and then next week it was no next week and then you could never like so it was constant exhaustion uh, that's not great and of course you know you're not working on the project that you want to make necessarily not i mean i liked it fine um but yeah some creative input it's nice otherwise yeah you're just doing a job you're not really uh, uh, i mean it's interesting, right? Because we had something like this happen just a week, two weeks ago. Because we were building up to announcement, we were a little bit crunching, not too much crunching, but we definitely were working harder than than we used to to get everything ready to announce. Yeah. And yeah, then uh, the George Floyd thing happened, the protests, and we decided that this isn't the right time to do it. Um, yeah, we moved it two weeks and. Yeah, but we didn't start crunching again. <laughs> we did relax. Yeah, um, as good as that. As yeah. far as that, that was possible at, at the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah. 
now I don't know. Now there's a PS5 reveal, I think, mm -hmm. or games for for PS5. I don't, I don't know. I'm just uh, games news. <laughs> it's not something I really. Um, yeah, I think they revealed both, like the design and the the games that are gonna be um, coming for it. I think. And Xbox as well, or will will it be following suit? Will it be next couple of days Xbox. I only heard PS5, uh, so if there are any Xbox news, I haven't seen them, so maybe they're doing it separately now. I saw I saw the Xbox, the new Xbox, how it's supposed to look, so apparently it looks like a mini fridge. <laughs> um, is that the, what is that, Xbox Series X? Who knows what they're naming. As you probably can tell, we are both uh, PC gamers, so we have no <laughs> idea of console. We don't know what's going on, typically. Yeah. I mean, I had a, I had an Atari, I had Nintendo 64. That was the only one I got when it was new. And then years later, I got a uh, Super Nintendo as, it, as well. Uh-huh, so that's like a little box. Oh, nice! Looks like box. A, looks like a uh, uh, what's it called? A barebone PC. Hmm. I think my my brother had had a PC in a box like this once. Actually, I don't hate this. I do hate the PS Five. <laughs> yeah. This is. I mean, it's a box with an X on it. That's exactly what it's supposed to be. Yep. PS, but if PS Five. Out of ten. Exactly as I expected it. <laughs> like, what the hell is this? What are they doing? Alien technology. <laughs> I think that that's what it's trying to do. Uh, we can't even find that many images of it, it seems. Hmm. Or is this also a design? Or was it just it's a mock-up? A side view? I think it's a side view, right? No, no, it's something different. Because this is the one that I've been seeing going around. Like the two different versions with the digital only and the hmm. slot. CD and drive? Yes, right. Um, yeah, so so it's, it's good that we're not announcing this week. <laughs> yes, sometimes when you do the right thing, it works out, eh? Say most of the time, even. Yes. Ugh, so this is the honest side. I just. Oh. Why? I don't understand. Why? What are you doing? <laughs> but oh well. I guess when. Ugh. Uh, I for a long time wanted to get a PS4, and I hope when this one comes out that I'm gonna get a cheap one. Because hmm. I cannot afford those prices. That is ridiculous. No, it's really ridiculous. 600 bucks. Fuck off. How many games do I get for 600 bucks? I want at least 1,600. I mean, that's also a concern. I don't want to buy games for 60 bucks, so pop. That's. Yeah. Yeah, I need to buy one uh, used with all the games. So what, you, what you are looking for, the last, last of, us. of us? Yes. Yeah. I'm also glad that the new one is coming out for the four, so I don't have to. You know, if I do eventually get one, I can play it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, Last of Us is pretty pretty neat. I got to play it uh, at a friend's house. It looks cool. I just I just wanna see it's very cool. Yeah, it's a lot Horizon of fun. Zero Dawn also interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really grab me. But uh, if you're into into that, try the game Sai. How do you spell uh, it? In the bundle. In the this game S A I Sai that looks similar, kind of. Well, it's a game that seems similar. Let's say it like this. <laughs> Obviously it looks, yeah, obviously it looks completely different. Oh, okay, yes, I saw that when you scrolled it, through yesterday. Yeah, you, you have a bow and you fight um, robots, so that's the game, right? <laughs> I guess. Oh, and uh, Horizon Zero Dawn will come to PC as so, a so Oh, nice. Okay, um, that's good. I'm gonna play sides instead. <laughs> the only thing I'm disappointed, I mean, Horizon Zero Dawn is getting a sequel. I think it's called Horizon, uh, Horizon Forbidden West. And I'm just disappointed that it isn't called Horizon One Morning. <laughs> <laughs> or Horizon Second Dawn. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Horizon 2 Noon. I don't know, I would have gone with that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uncharted, also something that interests me. That's because yeah. it looks like. I guess it's like the new Tomb Raiders, right? Yeah. Also, I have to play those actually. One of those games that always feels like too big a commitment to get into. Mm. <laughs> always yeah. the same problems. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Commitment issues, right? <laughs> For sure. Yeah, that's the great thing with all these indie games. It's so easy to just start one and doesn't feel you don't feel bad to stop playing it. Yeah. But yeah, I want to continue, especially like the, the big games. They always have this problem that I don't want to start it because it's too, bitch, uh, too, big, <coughs> too big of a commitment. And when I actually start the game and play it for a while and then I stop playing it, I don't know what's going on anymore. And then I I can't continue because now I don't know what's, what's up. And yeah. That's true. Again, it's a huge commitment. It's even a bigger commitment now to just like relearn everything you forgot. To like <laughs> The Witcher, my inventory is completely full. So, what of the stuff <laughs> did I wanted to keep? What what is something that I can get rid of? Uh. Yeah, that's a weird problem. Like I played most of what's it called? Spec Ops: The Line. And then eventually I wanted, I thought like, okay, I'm just gonna finish it. But now I don't know the controls anymore, and I oh. just that already. I don't want to look them up and relearn them. <laughs> yeah, um. same with The Witcher. But they're they're a bit easier, but you have a lot of things to, you can do. You can use your signs. You can use a crossbow. You have different ways to hit enemies. Uh, oof. 
Um, Mendes is asking, while we're talking about PlayStation games, what is our take on exclusives for the different systems? Do you have an opinion on that? Well, I don't mind exclusives because I can understand the reasoning behind them. I know it's it's a lot of it costs a lot of money to do a game, and if you have get the funding from PlayStation, for example, to do it exclusively, yeah. Well, I completely understand, but at the same time, as a as a player, it's kind of a dick move to be exclusive. I want to share my work with as many people as possible, but then again, this costs money as well. If you're making a PC game, porting it anywhere will cost you money, so you have you have to have um, yeah enough income to do this. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Um, I'm partial. <laughs> partial to it. Um, things like Epic exclusives, this is something I'm much more critical of, but again, if they pay you as an indie dev and it's hard enough to make money, I can understand why a developer does this. I will not be mad at them, but I still would wish um, a world where we don't have exclusives. <laughs> I mean, I noticed that I have um, you know, systems where I'm very accepting of it and others where I feel like, what, I'm being, you know kind of cheated or something uh, out of an experience and because like with PlayStation it always, always bothers me because obviously you know I'm super interested in these games and um, and somehow a lot of them they don't port them I mean I always appreciate like I don't mind if they come out a year or two later or mm. but I'm like I'm glad that LA Noir or something eventually came to the PC so I could play that game without you know paying Five hundred dollars for it or whatever. Um, yeah. I don't know how much the PlayStation Three cost. Uh, it was also very overpriced, right? Um, so as long as I can eventually experience this without being kind of pressured into spending the, that much money, which I guess is the point. I mean, they do exclusives to sell their systems um, mm. because otherwise, what do you need it for, really? What do you need a PlayStation for? It's the same as a PC. You know, just hook your PC up to your. Uh, TV and you know you don't need the console. Use an Xbox controller. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a reason to it, obviously, because if they can control the hardware, they can con they can control the experience. It's basically the the same reasoning why there's Mac and and they like to keep everything as uh, like tight as possible. Not sure, but I feel like in the end, it's more hassle than it's not. Especially when you hear all this stuff about you need external hard drives to download more than one game and stuff like that. It's mm. it's just all a bit ridiculous. Like my PC does all of this. Yeah. And yeah, there's a little bit more um, you know, work you might have to put in yourself, you know, setting it up or whatever. It's not as you buy a box and you hook it up and it's done. Um, so maybe that's good for some people, but you know, I don't see what, what really that adds to my experience. But then... Mm. Where you, where it's obvious, Nintendo. There, I'm, I'm. I don't have a problem with exclusives at all. I don't expect them to release. Uh, I don't know, Breath of the Wild or something for PC. And a lot of those systems, they are especially made for them. Like you can't play a Wii game yeah. on a PC. So, they are not buying something useless just to spend more money. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of what I feel. I'm not buying a second PC that is just mm-hmm. branded and plug and play um, just because. But I'm buying like a yeah a completely different input device basically and a different experience that I can't get anywhere else. And so I'm fine with it then. And yeah. yeah. So I guess that's uh, that's that's my difference. Whether I feel I'm being tricked into spending money needlessly <laughs> or if I'm actually getting something new and different that I can't get otherwise. Yeah. I mean, if it's just, if there's like an, a reason why it has to be exclusive, like the Nintendo games, they always have like different controller stuff you can't really recreate. Mm-hmm. And they want to really give you the best, best experience on this platform. I mean, that it still didn't have to be exclusive. You can still emulate it on PC. Um, I don't know. It's capitalism again, right? <laughs> <laughs> As always, you could just say, okay, let's just do PCs and PlayStation. That's just a PC you can buy if you want to. And there, if I develop a game for my PC, I can uh, make sure it runs on the hardware that the PlayStation 4 has, which is just a PC. And then I can uh, give it to them to approve and they put on a seal. I paid him for it. Uh, it's a seal of approval that it runs on the, their platform. And then I can sell it um, maybe on their store as well. And we didn't need to to have these expensive... It doesn't ha- and <clears throat> we didn't have any need for exclusives. Mm. It would be much more cooperative and we would get much farther with this again because competition isn't really so as good as everyone is telling you (laughs) cooperation is actually better if you look at the um at the sum of it all that is actually where it becomes really nonsense when you have non-exclusive games, but that are exclusive to the platform when you play it, like you can't like multiplayer games that aren't cross-platform, that you you can't play with your Xbox friends if you're on PlayStation and stuff like that. That's mm. just where it becomes so needlessly yeah. restrictive. Um, well, I I understand that they are protecting the poor console players from the PC gamers with mice and <laughs> keyboards. But yeah, yeah, that well, makes why, sense. Why shouldn't you? PlayStation people be able to, and I think in a couple of cases they even can. There's cross-platform play for some titles. Yeah, it's and it's this actually is a little bit of an old discussion. I think uh, what I'm thinking of right now. Hmm? I think what I'm thinking of right now that it wasn't possible. That was that's like a two or three year old discussion. I'm not sure if that's yeah. changed uh, now. I just remember that after the last launch, um, well, there was this thing where. PlayStation kind of owned by doing the whole um, if you want to share games with friends <laughs> they had this little video where one guy just gives the other guy the thing and thanks and that was the whole thing because uh, <laughs> Xbox didn't allow sharing of games or no. lending them out and stuff uh, but then the discussion after turned okay yeah that sounds all nice and good but PlayStation was one of those that uh, Xbox is actually open to cross platform gaming but the playstation is the one who like, is guarding that thing somehow for some reason and mm. so yeah, that might be a little bit older i don't know if they change it mm. possibly because i have not heard people complain about it so maybe it yeah. worked older in a week so <laughs> yeah 
above sea, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So, do we have anything else, or is that pretty much us for this week? I think we can close off. I think I have a recommendation again. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, uh, well, it's not as good as last time, so still um, Spawn on Me podcast, pretty awesome. But I just saw that uh, Dave Chappelle has actually released a little bit um, surprisingly unrefined. Um, I'm gonna send a YouTube link. Mm -hmm. It's by, um, I guess, released by Netflix. Um, yeah, it's it's called Eight Minutes Forty Six Seconds. Guess you know what he will be talking about. Um, it's not very funny, but it's very evocative, very interesting to hear his uh, view. Especially, and this is a bit ironic, uh, his view on uh, celebrities mm -hmm. talking about it and um, people looking for um, celebrities to say something. It's, uh, I think, about 20, 25 minutes long. It's very funny. Uh, it's not very funny. It's, it's funny. It's pretty interesting. So... This will be my yeah. recommendation for the week to get some um, people of color. Even though, like, obviously, Chappelle is famous enough and don't, doesn't need my <laughs> recommendation. But... Doesn't need our shout out. <laughs> yeah. But who does? <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> That's true. Um, speaking of celebrities, uh, did you see the super awkward? black and white collection of famous people like solemnly talking into the camera how ah this has been long enough and ah, we need to do something and ah, I'm so embarrassed I couldn't I couldn't watch it I like I watched like the first two seconds and I had to turn it off immediately so it is so embarrassing Jesus Christ I didn't see that <laughs> oh god yeah yeah, I'm telling you, performance. <laughs> um, oh, and something I just remembered. Uh, just because uh, my wife mentioned it to me. Um, well, not in a bad way, she just mentioned it. That I chuckle a lot in these conversations. So just to... I don't, know, I don't know if I need to clear that up, but just to make sure, I laugh a lot when I get surprised. And in these conversations, there's a lot of uh, moments where I get like, it's even just when I look for words and then I find one that I didn't expect or something like these small things or suddenly there's a switch that goes off in my head you know, after we've been talking about something that is super intense and difficult. And then it's like, why the fuck is it that difficult? Why do things have to be this way? And that's like this moment of, wait a minute, that's all of these things, they all just kind of make me laugh. But I'm not laughing at the thing. That's just... Um, and I hope it that comes across that that's not the intention. It's just a 
guess a weird kind of mechanism when I hear. I've always done this. I've, I've laughed into people's faces when they told me horrible news that they got or something. But... It's a release of tense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's human. Yeah. So, yes. And otherwise, um, so this week I looked at... So I'm always trying to kind of see what um, the less mainstream options for chipping in are. And from what I gather now is that uh, now that bail funds and stuff, they seem to be, well, um, they seem to be the main target of donation. But now uh, the next step is going to be important for these people to get lawyers and stuff. And there's the National Lawyers Guild. They have um, local chapters that you can donate to or you can donate to the Mass Defense Fund uh, to basically help protesters who've been incarcerated get legal um what do you call it legal counsel and so yeah national lawyers guild nlg.org i believe yes nlg.org and there you can find yeah links to the local chapters or donation options and such so and of course um, there's a resource uh called blacklivesmatter.card.co card with a double double r and that's basically a collection of um, a lot of resources of how you can chip in petitions to sign and all of that. So yeah. there's also uh, LE tools, right? That's LE tools. Yeah, it's similar collection. Uh, do you have uh, a? Is it uh, this one? LE dot tools. Oh, LE Okay. Yeah. I just remember that ah, because of the, yes. it doesn't look as good, but it's uh, it's much easier to remember the URL. Okay, so a bunch of resources. Okay, so yes, so you have ally.tools, blacklivesmatter.card.co, card with double R, double R, I keep saying it in German, and nlg.org for the National Lawyers Code. And yeah, that's us this week. Yes, we forgot nothing, talked about everything, right? And then I guess we'll see you all next week. Until yeah. next week. Yeah. See you guys. See you then. Black Lives Matter. Indeed. Bye. Bye.